Welcome back. We're here with Season 4 of the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Toma Taylor, and I've been conversing with the mad podcaster. And quite frankly, he's very mad. We're going to try to find out why, so we'll take some questions from one of our live Twitter followers. Yes, ma'am. Please state your name and where you're from. Hi, my name is Felicia, and I'm from Hialeah, and I just don't understand why you so mad. Like, what are you so mad about? Yo, first of all, first of all, you can't be asking me no questions. You know what I'm saying? Yo, yo, who the fuck is you? You know uh, what I mean? Me. Like, yeah, you can't be asking me no questions. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you why I'm mad. Like, like they, like these hosts out there, they in these million dollar studios, they dropping hot takes. You know what I mean? They got tea, they got all that shit. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm still living with my moms. I'm making podcasts. I ain't made no money yet. This my fourth season, yo. This my fourth season, and I ain't made a dime yet. This dude dropped one take. He make wild shows. That cold pizza show. It was cool it was i i mean i got more john blaze than that i mean i got john blaze taste and and they not even recognizing they not even recognizing and fuck is that yo yo who is you to be asking me question yo who is you i got to talk i got to tell how i feel i got to talk about sports how i see it this goes out to you this goes out to you and you and you this was out to you. This was out to you. This was out to you. And you and you. Good evening. And welcome back to another edition of the My T Sports Podcast. I am your host, the one and only Talent Omar Taylor. Whew, it is another beautiful day down here in South Florida, even though we've had a week filled of tragic events. Listen, we're going to get right into it. We ain't going to hesitate too long. Today is June 12th. It is about 77 degrees at night. Listen, sorry, it's about 77 degrees tonight. The sky has that little bluish, orangey hint of you to it, which means that, you know what? There may be some Nick talk in the air today, but you know what I say, regardless of the time. Um, excuse me, sir. I said regardless of the take time. Take that, take that, take take that. And regardless of the weather. Uh, playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? It's always a good time to talk some sports. So, let's start talking. Got a big show for you today, but it's a big poppy. Like, let's start there. Big Poppy, Slugger, DHA, either current Hall of Famer or future Hall of Famer for the Boston Red Sox, was recently shot in Dominican Republic while chilling, I guess you can say. Nothing, nothing really more than that. So we want to show our condolences to Big Papa, a Big Poppy, I should say. Um, 
we, we're gonna show our respect to him because Big Pop, I, this is one of the things that we're, we're not gonna let the lines of Yankees and Red Sox rivalry cross. Which I'm not gonna lie to you, it almost did. Because before I realized what was happening to Big Pop, I saw Big Poppy's name pop up in a chat, in a chat feed, in one of the chat feeds that I was in. And immediately I wanted to go into Yankees mode and just start shooting down every single thing about Big, that he was saying positive about Big Poppy. This is an ex, as, this is the Yankees fan of me, you know, just, just, just throw in the necessary amount of hatred that needs to be, or perspective as I like to call it at times. And I'm glad I restrained myself from it because that was not one of the moments to share that kind of sentiment. So I'm glad I bit that bullet. Now, the one of the interesting things about about him being shot is that Obviously, he was shot, right? Um, individual came up right behind him, shot him point blank in the back. Well, the interesting thing about that was that after being shot, the man was caught. The man was caught because he never made it out of the club. What happened to the gentleman was that he was caught by the local fans, by the people inside the club. And they say that he was caught and he also had to be hospitalized. But let's get something real straight. That's basically a very nice way of them saying that they beat that man an inch within his life before holding him down. And having the local authorities come and pick him up. Now you realize this, right? That every at least, that there had to, and, and this is what people don't realize: that there had to be so many people that rushed him immediately. That everybody was like, "Oh, fuck my life!" Like that's literally what happened. Like everybody rushed him so fast that nobody thought, "Hey." I have a life to live here, you know, that I may need to think on. Now everybody went to fuck my life mode and went to went to the aid of Big Poppy. They caught the assailant. The assailant, the assailant is, is in the hospital in, in, in Dominican Republic about to face charges while the Red Sox organization. just And, and trust me when I say like this is appropriate because there's not going to be a lot of times in life, regardless of sports, in life where you hear me play that sound for either a Boston organization or a Miami organization or Reggie Miller. <laughs> right? So, if I'm playing it for the Boston Red Sox, that means that they did something right. And what they did right here was that they flew Big Poppy out from the Dominican Republic back um, back into Boston so that he can get rehab and, and get surgery was done because obviously uh, basically what they said is that the bullet took a lot of intestines and basically a lot of internal organs with him which it sounds like he had something very small something that something that had the that had the bullet classification of even of a m16 which was the 5.56 you know millimeter bullet 
which order 22 and the significance between the two of those is that both of those share a ricochet bullet kind of style and what that does is that it allows it for entry wound in one area but an exit wound in another so if you shoot somebody in the chest that bullet starts looking for an exit wound and as it and as it hits rib or anything else like that it's not going to want to exit there so it keeps bouncing around until it finds somewhere to exit out of so it may hit up a liver a kidney a, 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 you know a, a, a small intestine a large intestine a colon and and that's what it seems like happened to big poppy was that that bullet may have traveled around a couple of places before actually exiting and it may have taken a couple of internal organs with them. A lot of them being the ones I just mentioned, including the colon. So big up to them to getting him down to a medical staff immediately so that he may be checked up and looked at. Um, Since we're over here giving big ups to people, big up, big up. I want to shout out the Brooklyn Cafe that you can find live on 95.3 every Monday through Friday from 12 to from noon yeah from 12 to 2 p.m right also you can if you're in, if you're in the new york area the boston area the atlanta area you can also catch you can also hear them you can catch them on youtube everywhere everywhere facebook everywhere yeah because every day you see them on facebook every day you see them on youtube you can always catch the show so big up to the Brooklyn Cafe. And also, also big, big up to the Brooklyn Cafe because my niece was able to go out there and she, she was able to see the studio and today she won a book. And she actually met the author. The author shook her head and then I don't think she realized the significance of actually meeting the, the author of a book and actually having them also sign a book for, um, for you personally. But by the time uh, the day ended, I, I think she realized the significance of that book to the point where she, she put it in a plastic bag and asked me and um and her grandmother to buy her um a copy that she can actually read since she can't mess up this one. <laughs> so that's going to be very fun and interesting. Um, the Brooklyn Cafe also has their um their four year anniversary coming up. That's going to be next Friday. So check that out. Then listen, if you want more information, go to the Brooklyn Cafe TV dot com. I'll go to the Brooklyn Cafe TV, sorry, um, on Facebook or on YouTube and for more information. And listen, since, <laughs> since we're over here talking about people in the hospital, right, I guess it's only fitting that we also talk about the pop heard around the world and if you know what I'm talking about or if you don't know what I'm talking about then man it's a doozy because this one pop has very quickly proven to shape out almost a whole entire NBA so, I guess as we do around this time, let's start painting this picture for you. And in this particular scenario, it is game five of the Eastern Conference Champions.
and the Golden State Warriors are down. Not just down, we're talking about big down. Like big, big down. They're down 3-1 to a team that's never been in the finals before. Now, granted, that's not to say that they don't have players that hasn't been in the playoffs. They don't have players that haven't been in a finals. And they don't have players that haven't won a championship. So, let's remember as we talk about Toronto here, right? Let's put make one thing clear. This isn't your big brother's Toronto Raptors. This is not them. Your big brother's Toronto's Raptors had Kyle Lowry on it. With DeMar DeRozan. With a plethora of other people, individuals. that really didn't know what it took to win or didn't have that hunger to win didn't have the skill enough to win let's also add that in there and then you get a team that adds Marcus Gasol Sergi Baca two-time champion Danny Green either one or two-time champion Kawhi Leonard did I mention that Sergi Baca has actually been to an NBA Finals? Like, do we forget that? Marc Gasol consistently in, in, in the NBA playoffs with the Memphis Grizzlies in the West, holding his own, making at least to the second round? Let's not forget that. And Kawhi Leonard got it to one NBA championships, or at least an NBA championship, and has been a Finals MVP. Let's not forget that. And also, let's also not forget that the last time we saw that man balling, for real, for real, was in the NBA Finals, or in the NBA Playoffs, where they had Golden State up, where they were up on Golden State by like 20 before he went out injured. So, from one injury to a next, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, the Mighty Sports Podcast right here on MightySports.net. We're going to talk about the pop heard around the world. Man, is it a doozy about the school, you cats. Find millions of textbooks and solutions on the go. Marvel at how seamlessly it fits into your daily student activities. Walking through the quad, shopping for groceries, exercising doing your laundry, dominating at the county fair, mashing down a black diamond, going for a sunset horseback ride, devouring Danielle Steele's latest page turner, feeding the bears, catching flying babies, letting loose with the gang, intergalactic lightsaber battle, saving an adorable puppy from a burning building, or simply in the classroom. 
find textbooks, read e-textbooks, and get guided solutions all in one place. Chegg, improving the college experience, however you decide to live it. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, the one and only talent, Omar Taylor. If you are still listening, that means you should be listening in the only place that, that really matters to the world. It's right here on MightySports.net. Because this is the only place where you, not only can you listen to the current podcast that's live, you can listen to all, the pod, the old, all of the old podcasts that's also past. And also you'll be able to keep up with all current events that will be happening in the Mighty community. That does include people of the Brooklyn Cafe. That includes our people with PPW. That includes our friends over on the Dopish Network. That includes everything that's going on with the local Connecticut School of Broadcasting. We'll talk about them a little bit later, too. But I think I've held you guys waiting long enough. I think that you have been patient enough where you want to hear about what is now being known as the heard around the world where Golden State Warriors are facing an elimination game and Kevin Durant had finally been cleared to play Kevin Durant came out dancing dancing people did a move did another move did some funky chicken and jiving but he was dancing and then it all fell down. All of a sudden, all you heard after the was As the jokes about having somebody brush your hair was gone. Because people needed, people were actually needed to help lift Kevin Durant up. But listen, this is not before he started off hot. Hot, I tell you. Three for three. Bang out a couple of threes. But as a Golden State Warrior started so hot, I actually said to myself, like, I am going to have, I'm going to need them to have to play like a normal functioning team before I can believe that this that they're gonna win this game. Then we talk and then we get to the second quarter. Kevin Durant has Sergi Baca in front of on him. And he goes to blow by Sergi Baca. Sergi Baca puts a little bit of body on him. And then next thing you know, we see his calf ripple. <laughs> Kevin Durant goes to take a step, lifts his foot up, tries to plant again, lifts his foot up, and then next thing you know... <laughs> And immediately, immediately, I'm not talking about later in the day. I'm not talking about eventually. I'm talking about immediately. 
Knicks fans everywhere lost it. I mean, 100% lost it. There was immediately an uproar with the New York Knicks fans everywhere across the country. And I'm telling you, I can understand their pain. I I understand why <laughs> there may be a lot of hurt. What that pop indicated was that Kevin Durant was going to be out with a torn Achilles. And Knicks fans shit themselves. Because for the last, what is it, two years now? I feel like the Knicks have done everything in their power to put themselves in a position to get Kevin Durant. And now that Kevin Durant is injured, it now puts a big pause or a big... Yeah, let's just call it that. A big pause on the whole entire scenario where you look at it and you wonder like, hmm, what do we, or I shouldn't say what, do we now want an injured superstar that we're not sure if he's going to be able to maintain his health or be what we remembered him as for the reason of why we wanted him? Because that is now going through Knicks fans everywhere. But. Before I talk about what happened with Knicks fans. Let's talk about the immediate response from Toronto fans. When Kevin Durant went down. And that was to give. A big. Long. Cheer. I mean. Probably one of the biggest thunderous round of applause you could imagine. And immediately, Cal Lowry, we'll talk about his bum ass later, takes up for Kevin Durant. He, you know, he's been making himself to be a humanitarian these, these finals lately. As we talk about him being pushed in, in the previous game. And how can a player lose $26 million? Or potentially if a player did the same thing or was suspended for a season, they can potentially lose up about $35 million? If you're talking about one of the top-tier players, and we're talking about one of the top-tier franchises, and yet the owner of a franchise gets a $500,000 fine, which basically equates to a person that makes $100,000 getting a $22,000 fine. Let's break that down a little bit better. If you make $50,000, that's an $11 fine. If you make $25,000, you just got a $5.50 fine. 
while you were banned from what from going to the arena all year, you were fined five dollars and fifty cents. Let's, let's let's put it back. Let's put it all the way down to the simple man. For you twenty five thousand dollar earners out there, you just received a five dollar and fifty cent fine. I guarantee you're paying that before it shows up on any record whatsoever. So we're not gonna go there yet. But the crowd boot, but the crowd cheered. The crowd gave a nice little thunderous applause. They were cheering, and they got they, they got a lot of slack the next day for it. And I say, why? Why, why, why? Because you know what? Not for nothing. This is exactly what I would have done if I was a Knicks fan and they're playing the Golden State Warriors and Kevin Durant goes down. I'm cheering because that just means that now my team may have a better chance to win in a, in a, in a time where I didn't think they, they did. I'm a Jets fan. If we knock out Tom Brady... Let's say, let's say by some weird chance in the first, between like one of the first three games of the season, we knock out Tom Brady for a whole entire season. I think I am going to celebrate because I don't like Tom Brady. And, the team, and he's the best player on their team. And him being gone means that my team may have a better chance of winning. I don't like Gronkowski. I don't like the New England Patriots. Okay, let's just finish. I don't like the New England Patriots. Gronkowski retiring. I'm cheering that. So the fact that the that that the Toronto fans caught slack, right? I got a bad rep, right? All of a sudden they're not the, they're not the oh the Canadians are supposed to be so polite and they're so this and they're so that. No 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 no. What you have done over the years is also project your thoughts about French people, the French, over to the Canadians, and you just made them more polite. <clears throat> so I don't want to hear it. Fans are fans or fans or fans. Fans are going to be emotional, fans are going to be irrational, and fans are going to cheer when the best player on the opposing team goes down in the, in the times where it matters the most. Especially when it matters the most, and the St. Louis Blues are currently up on the Boston Bruins in, in Game 7 of the NHL Finals. There goes, your NFL, there goes your NHL update. So I don't want to hear anything about the Toronto fans. The Toronto fans did what every single fan across Every single sports club would have done if you're... Listen, we're talking about the, a championship elimination game. If this would have happened in game three of a regular season game, you would have cheered. If this would have happened in the second game of a preseason game, you would have cheered. So I'm sorry. I don't want to hear shit about what the what the Toronto fans did after Kevin Durant went down. They did what they were supposed to do. But what I didn't expect to happen was after Kevin Durant went down. Well, I mean, unless the Knicks fans, listen, you could call into the line right now. If you want to talk about it a little bit more, hit me up on the chat line. If you want to talk about it. If, if I'm wrong, go ahead, say it. Hit me up. Send me a message. DM me on Twitter, My T Sports. Catch me on Facebook, My T Sports. If you're on the website, look at the bottom right hand corner. Click on that little bubble. You see, they see the little, see the little, there's a little sign for messaging. Shoot me a message. Tell me what you think. But I'm telling you right now, I ain't seen anything wrong with what the Toronto fans did. I would have done the same exact thing. Are you saying I, I, I am wrong? I may be wrong, but I would have been, I would be, I am wrong. 
with basically 98% of the fans out there when making an initial reaction to the moment. And I'm saying 98% to be kind of cautious. I'm saying 98% to be kind of safe. I really want to say like 98, 99.8%, 99.88% of the fans out there, as you saw, reacts the way that you heard that Toronto Arena react. Initially, upon that happening, when the best player for the opposing team during a, a what can be a potential closeout game to win a championship for the first time ever. Yeah, you'll cheer too. We're going to take a break. This is the Mighty Sports Podcast on MightySports.net. Making sure everything stays. Mighty! See, I got me fezzed up already. Look at that. Hope you're proud of yourself. Put you on the game. Let me put you on the game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then, head to Multivest Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. Your games cost money, and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multivest Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multivest has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlayStation Game Cubes and Xboxes in between. They've been family owned and operated for over 10 years just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more. So you can play more. And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. And guess what? It is now <laughs> 2 nothing. St. Louis Brews over the Boston Bruins. And once again... I don't care what sport it is, I am ruling against Boston. See, even right now, as we speak, I'm, I don't have I don't have anything invested in this game. Let's just say the best player on Boston team took a puck to the jaw and dislocated and lost a couple of teeth and had to miss this the made to miss the rest of this game. I would be cheering. Now, if cheering during pivotal moments against a team that you don't like is wrong, then I don't want to be right. So, let's get back to the podcast, right? So, Kevin Durant goes down. Pop round, around the world. The crowd cheered. And his general manager, I think it's Bob Myers, comes out after the game and begins to cry. I mean, the full-on 
booing of the hooing. And initially, initially, I said to myself, "This is th there's something is wrong here. Something is wrong here. The general manager doesn't come out and just cry for a player being injured. Unless you knew something. Unless you had more information than you are currently sharing with either the media or the player. When I say media, I also mean the fans. Because I've never seen a G... And now listen, maybe this is just him. But I've never seen a general manager cry to this extent. And you've heard people allude to it. Oh, he, maybe he feels guilty. Why do you feel guilty? Because I believe that he knew something that he's withholding from either the player, the media, or the fans. But he said if anybody has to be blamed, that we blame him. So, Knicks fans. Right? Oh yeah, and if you don't realize it by now, let me make sure I give you a uh, a, a mighty um, um injury update report. So, play it for them. Play it for the people. Okay, maybe we're not gonna play it for the people. But Kevin Durant is officially out with a torn Achilles. Yeah, that's a fact. And now we have to figure out how this affects the whole entire offseason. Because there was a whole entire offseason built around getting Kevin, possibly getting Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant had basically made it known that there's a lot, there's only one place that he would like to go to, and that was the New York Knicks. But if the GM wasn't, hasn't been withholding information, then really what you just saw was a player that went down, that, is, that, that his whole team knows that he's bouncing. But appreciates what they have done together so far, and and what they and what they can continue to possibly do, that they are so already emotionally invested in them that that he just couldn't help himself. They just that supportive of people. Stephen Curry walking him back. Gandala walking him back. Your general manager Bob Mayo crying after the show for you. That is just unadulterated love. And respect, is this Charles Barkley on the NHL Finals? That is Charles Barkley on the NHL Finals. What is Charles Barkley doing here? Was not expecting to see Charles Barkley on this platform. Charles Barkley's just everywhere. I want to be Charles Barkley. I just want to go around on television, say outlandish-ish, and have nobody care. <laughs> I mean, I kind of do that through life right now, but I want to I wanna do it on, on a bigger platform. I mean, I want a talent tailor. So, basically, a whole entire offseason was built around Kevin Durant. It's free agency. Built around Kevin Durant possibly leaving Golden State. After today, I don't know. I, I, it makes it hard. Now, huh, this is interesting. Because if you're Kevin Durant, I still think that Kevin Durant opts out. Because I don't let anybody sign. Like, listen, if people still have value about me, I, I, I see it now. I get the waters tested right now, and I see it now. I don't want to wait till after I 
to everybody's gonna want to be like well you're no longer on the contract let's see you work out let's see you do this let's see you do that and then we'll start gauging how we want to pay now everybody be like no no we're gonna pay him based off of our last known memory of him his last known me moment memory of greatness of him and that's what we're gonna pay him as now the thing about it is who's he gonna get paid that by is he gonna get paid that by the golden state warriors who can possibly keep him which would just make everything um go out of whack or would he get paid by the new york knicks which has Knicks fans very nervous. And this is the part where I guess I need to have a conversation with my fellow Knicks fans. So. So, New York Knicks fans, I told you already, have been shitting themselves since they've heard about this injury that's going on with Kevin Durant. And what starts happening is that they start seeing... They they start seeing something that they start seeing a, a picture. They start seeing a movie that that's that has happened before, and that picture reeks of Antonio McDice, and it reeks of Amari Stoudemire, and it it it, it reeks of. I mean, even dare I say, it, even Camilla Anthony. It reeks of the New York Knicks gutting their team. Well, in this case, you don't have to gut their team. But see, this is where the misconception of it reeks of New York Knicks gutting their team to get a player that they can't utilize and then have to be stuck with that bad player. See, this is more about Stoudemire, like I said, more than it is Camilla Anthony. This is more about Stoudemire and Antonio McDice. Maybe even more than it is about Stephon Marbury. Because what happens here is that what New York fans are really worried about is that, see, and, and, and it's coming in a couple of different ways, right? Where people are saying, who is going to want to go to New York next year if you have a hobbled Kevin Durant sitting on the bench, right, not doing anything while the Knicks are trying to build still for, I guess, one more year? And I say, well, get him in the building. And see what happens. Because we just learned something. Right? So Knicks fans. Let's talk. Right? Let's really sit down and talk. Let's talk about your fears. Let's talk about the things that you are afraid of. Let's talk about the things that concern you. Let's get all of these things out in the open. And let's dispel the motherfuckers. Because God Damn it, I haven't heard a bigger, whinier bunch of scary bitches in my life. What the fuck, New York? Like, is that really how you're thinking? Can you really not put two and two together? Is this really been your thought pattern? So let's start with the first one, right? 
New York Knicks fans don't want Kevin Durant in the building, right? Because they're like, well, he is now injured. Oh, hold, he's damaged goods. And nobody has ever come back looking the same from this kind of injury. Yeah, you know what? You're real, yeah, you're right. You're right. Nobody has ever come looking back from this from, from this injury. And, and, then, and then start comparing the people that you were telling me about. Please start telling me them. See, start telling me that you're talking about 38-year-old bad knees, bad back already Patrick Ewing. Tell me that you're talking about running backs in the NFL that are already in their 30s. Running backs in the NFL. Please tell me. You're talking about all of these high-flying Dunkers that worry that have to worry about explosion. Explosion to make their games meaningful. Ah, oh, is this the kind of player? Is is this the kind of player that Kevin Durant is? Is Kevin Durant a, a running back in the NFL? I'm sorry. Is is Kevin Durant? A 38-year-old center with bad knees that's been carrying a, that's been carrying a New York Knicks franchise for for two decades? No, I'm sorry. That would make anybody's knees bad, and Achilles want to pop at 38. No, no, no. I'm sorry. That wasn't him. Is Kevin Durant a high-flying, above-the-rim, explosive dunker that goes and bangs on people in traffic? Oh, no, no, no. That's not him either. What, 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 what do we call him? The Slim Reaper, right? Moves kind of silky smooth, in and out. More of a three-point shooter and, and a spot-up shooter can work from the triple threat position more than anything else, right? Well, yeah. Is Kevin Durant six foot one? No, 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 no. Last time I checked, we, we, we believe Kevin Durant is at minimum six foot 11. Right? At minimum. Does Kevin Durant have a six foot wingspan? No, no, no. We believe that his wingspan is damn Eight feet. I think it's like eight foot six inches, or something like that. Like so. Stop. Stop it right now. Or seven foot six, something like that. So stop it right now. When we when we when we're saying all of these in like, well, I understand. You're 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 listening to. You're you're listening to. To what's called. The most common denominator. And you're applying it to this particular situation. Not realizing that you have special fucking characters that you need to equate for. And those special characters are Kevin freaking Durant. Durantula the Slim Reaper. So. If you're the New York Knicks. I do want Kevin Durant in my locker room this year coming up and if no other superstar wants to come guess what new york then you'll be a bad team and you'll get another high draft pick because you forget that we still have our draft picks for once and not only that if i'm not mistaken i don't know if it's this year or the year after but we also have other people's draft picks so We're going to have our bad draft pick and another team's draft pick. So we're going to have a couple of first-round draft picks to play around that year. Right? Cool. That's if nobody comes because they don't want to come and try to carry this version of New York team while 
Kevin Durant is on the bench. So then you get another year of Kevin Kevin Knox developing. You get to see that. You get a, you get another another year of 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 of, of Mitchell Robinson developing, and you get to see that. You get a, you got another year of all of your young pieces developing, and you get to really see that again. After they've been a year to the system, and you're like, oh no, these guys are basically learning. Now you get to see what the hell they've learned and see if they can apply this, and now start adding building blocks and pieces. So now you get another teachable moment, and now you get the opportunity to get another high draft pick. That's if nobody else comes. Right? Now let's say somebody does come. Now let's say somebody does come. That's of quality worthiness to actually help the team win. Now you're saying, hey, is this team going to want to be here but play them by themselves alone? Once again, take said superstar and let's say they're not good enough. To really help with W's. Then you'll learn that. They'll learn that. And then you know you have Kevin Durant coming off the bench. But more importantly. Let's go back to how that plays in the draft. In the draft. You're going to have another high draft pick. Let's say you know what. Once again. That, the draft just changed. Let's say they're a middle of the road team. They're fighting for like a number 6, 7 or 8 seed. You'll take that New York. Because you know you have Kevin Durant coming back. If they're like the 9-10 seed, 11 seed, you're not mad either. If they're the number 10, if, if they fall down and and and, and, we're, and we're and we're still fighting for position, well, we also know with this new, with the way the draft is now is now positioned. Hey, if we're fighting for a playoff spot, it's a lot better to be fighting for a playoff spot than, than to not be fighting for a playoff spot because you could still end up with the, with the same draft pick that you used to have in the old system. So you might as well slightly be competitive, and that's what you're gonna constantly, consistently try to aim for. And then, you have Kevin Durant coming. They asked out there, why would... Why would the Brow want to be on this team? So now, let's pick that up. If you're the New York Knicks, right? I understand Anthony Davis wants to come to you. But once again, we can't keep doing the same thing that we've always done. You don't need to bang your head against the wall and, and, and sell off all your assets to go get Anthony Davis. Anthony Davis becomes a free agent after this and at the end of the season. Right? And if he says he wants to come to New York, let him come to New York. See? You say we should go out and get him because look what happened to Paul George. Where they didn't go and get him. And then he went to and then he went to another team and he fell in love there. That's great. But remember what happened with Camilla Anthony? And how much you regretted gutting that team? Because we lost something, we lost a little bit of death, we lost, we, we lost, we lost something to add, and then all of a sudden, what happened? The New York Knicks constantly have to try to build a team around Camilla Anthony, and that team was consistently built around old veterans that couldn't last a whole season, because that's all you could afford to sign at that time was a bunch of people to veteran minimum contracts, a bunch of veterans that can't last a whole season because you shipped out all of your young assets that actually are supposed to be there to be able to take away all of that burden. So this is what you want to do for Anthony Davis. No, Anthony Davis wouldn't want to be traded here for that. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't want you to trade away all my young assets so that you can so, so that you can put me on this team while Kim, no, no. But if Anthony Davis was going to sit in the Pelicans anyway and not have anything done, and he can also come to New York and not have anything done. Or, he could really sit out one whole year and come to New York the same year that Kevin Durant is slated to come back from injury. Then what? 
Then the New York Knicks would have had another year of all those young players playing in their system. Then they would have had another good. Then they, then they would have had another decent high draft pick. And now you would have had Kevin Durant coming back and possibly Anthony Davis coming over. I don't care what's going on with Kyrie Irving in Brooklyn. I'm sorry. I care, but I don't care. Let Kyrie Irving go anywhere he wants to. I tell you this, and I say it again. I don't want Kyrie Irving anywhere near the state of New York. The closest I want Kyrie Irving to New York is exactly where he's at now. That's in Boston. Fucking up their chemistry. That and more when we come back on the Mighty Sports Podcast right here on MightySports.net. They didn't join this team to win championships or become famous. They joined because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it. They are brighter, better educated, led, and equipped than any team in history. They are doctors, lawyers, engineers, technologists, and combat troops, all prepared for whatever comes their way. You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier. put you in a game. Being taken advantage of isn't a game and it needs to stop. Aren't you tired of being ripped off by those other guys? Then head to Multiverse Video Games and get the value you deserve on your games and gaming products. Your games cost money and you shouldn't feel like you're just giving them away. So why continuously buy a membership for prices and deals that you should be getting anyway? Multiverse Games not only has fair pricing and great trading deals, Multiverse has a wide variety of games, not just all your popular next-gen titles, but also all your favorite old-school titles and systems. Starting as early as Atari and Nintendo, to as current as PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360, and yes, that does include PlayStations, GameCubes, and Xboxes in between. Even family-owned and operated for over 10 years, just off the intersection of 183rd and 7th Avenue in the Nurses Registry Plaza. That's conveniently located at 830 Northwest 183rd Street, Miami Gardens, Florida, 33169. Believe it or not, just five minutes from Sun Life Stadium, 790 the ticket, and oh no, let's not forget Tootsie's Adult Entertainment Center. Multivest Games, where you save more so you can play more. to win championships or become famous they join because there is important work to be done and only some able to do it they are brighter better educated led and equipped than any team in history they are doctors lawyers engineers technologists and combat troops all prepared for whatever comes their way You'll find them where the lights don't flash, and the only contract they sign is with themselves and their country. One day, they may be asked what they did to make a difference in this world, and they can respond, I became a soldier.
And we are back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. I'm still your host, my one and only, Donald Omar Taylor. If you're still listening, that means you're still listening right here on the one and only MightySports.net. Also, don't forget, we want to give another to the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. The Connecticut School of Broadcasting, we can get hands-on training. They are, VR, they are VA friendly. They have day and evening classes. Go to GoCSB.com today to reserve a free tour of the campus today. Listen, I don't do none of this right here. None of this passion. None, none of this expertise. None, none of this messing up on the drops. If it wasn't due to the expertise trading of the Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Listen, these are some jokes. Well, you understand. The jokes come with the job. Connecticut School of Broadcasting. Go check them out. Just go to www.gocsb.com. Reserve yourself a tour. Check out the facility. See if it's for you. I guarantee if you want to do this business, once you take the tour... You ain't going to be able to say no. So we're back to the Mighty Sports Podcast. And we're still talking about the repercussions of the heard around the world. We didn't even talk about the games yet. We didn't even talk about game four. We didn't even talk about game five yet. We're 45 minutes in. This is how much happened this week around the game before the game before you even get to the game. This is the game within the game. So Knicks fans, as we keep talking, right? Because I don't like where your head's at. I I really do not like where your head's at. It, it, it upsets me. So take it how you want. You want Kevin Durant in there. This is the bottom line, Knicks fans. You want Kevin Durant in there. You don't want Kevin Durant to stay in Golden State. That doesn't help anybody. Because a Kevin Durant that comes back to Golden State still becomes unbeatable. Believe that. If they don't win this year, right? Basically, Kevin Durant's going to sit out for a whole year in Golden State. They're going to free up some stuff. They're going to try to get some other players in there. And they're going to prepare for them to come back the next year. We're still at least... Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and then you're going to add back Kevin Durant. Andre Gondola is probably going to be retired by then. We know Sean Livingston is going to be retired by then. And then you're going to start working on these other young guys that you've been depending on. The boy Cook. I forget who the center is um, that, that, that's, that's playing with, 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 the, with, with the chip pelvic. I know how painful that can be. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Right, with the hip flexor fracture. Oh my goodness. You but so you want Kevin Durant there at least. Kevin Durant there changes the narrative around New York. You don't want to give up your young assets either, because what that does, that continues the same narrative that New York has been. That reverts us back to the old way. See, we keep trying to write these new stories, but we keep doing the same old shit. You understand? Like like New York Knicks are, are literally insane. Because we keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. Like, we've been at this position before. And then we've taken that step back. So we've been here looking forward. And then we've taken the two steps back before. No, no, no. You want Kevin Durant in the house. Kevin Durant doesn't cost anything. You understand? Like, the, 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 the pros definitely outweigh the cons. Like, this, this isn't, oh, the doctor's telling you. Like, I'm going to listen to what they say about Kevin Durant. Because we, we remember what they said about, about Stoudemire. They told us Stoudemire isn't, probably won't have more than two, three years left of life on him. 
before that knee is completely done. And that's exactly what happened. For a guy that's not gonna, that's that that's really gonna be a catch and shoot, maybe off the dribble pass sometimes, a kind of a poster. Yeah, a, a, a weak side, a weak side help defender. I'll take that from the way he can play the rest of his game. If you talk about him, him being reduced down now to eighty-five percent of what we're used to seeing, eighty-five percent Kevin Durant is still one of the best players in the world. Do we think he's better than Kawhi Leonard anymore? Probably not. But we just put Kawhi Leonard in the in the Kobe in the Kobe Jordan category, and we put Kevin Durant in that same category as well, along with Steph. Even though we put Steph in his own category a couple weeks ago, we called him a game breaker because he's not still what he is. He's a goddamn game breaker. He changed the whole guy, the whole entire game. He's the reason why a guy like Trey Young has a position, has a job in the NBA right now. Think about that. Why the potential rookie of the year is able to play in this league today is because of what Stephen Curry has done for the league and to the league. You want Kevin Durant in New York. You want players to be attracted to the fact that Kevin Durant is there because the way I'm talking about Kevin Durant is how players are going to feel about him as well. They'll take that L in New York because you know what? I just told you. If they don't do well in New York, and nobody's going to blame them that first year. You don't have Kevin Durant. So all that means is that all you're going to do is get all the positives from not, from not having a good year. You're going to build another year of chemistry. You're going to get another year of older. You're going to be able to implant another year of your system into these young guys' muscle memory. And then you get to add another top-tier talent to it. You want him in the building. You want him there. If nobody else comes this year, fine. I bet you somebody come next year when he's when he's when he is healthy. We don't have to spend the money. We just have to have the team ready when he's there. The team don't need to be ready before he's there. We need to sign him, and the team just need to be ready by the time he comes back from injury. See, that's the next domino. Game four of the NBA finals happened. It had its own level of controversy, right? Because all we did talked about Game 5. It had its own level of controversy, like Kyle Lowry being pushed by one of the owners. We already spoke about that. They're already up. He dove into the, he dove into the stands. But can I tell you? I know if you guys remember me saying, right? If, if you guys remember wholeheartedly the way I came into this particular series. I came in there telling you guys that there wasn't a chance in hell that Toronto was going to win this series. And, but after the series of events that have taken place within the series, and we're talking about we don't know if Klay Thompson is 100%, we still consider him the Iron Man of the, of, of the, of the NBA playoffs. Man, he don't get enough respect sometimes. We don't know exactly how Bucky Cousins is. We know now Kevin Durant isn't going to play. We know, we, we, we know Andre Iguodala is fighting injury every single day. And we know, we know Sean Livingston is about to retire. And I just told you about Coonley or Conley, whatever his name is, that's, 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 that's battling the, the, the chipped hip flexor. With all of those going on, I am here to tell you today... 
So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah. I am saying that I am t there may be a chance for them to win this finals. That's a lot to overcome. Now, game five, I'm telling you, was was special. Game five had everything that you wanted it to have. It had it had you on the edge of your seat. You were you were compelled. You were locked in. Golden State Warriors stood in hot. Kevin Durant looked well. Golden State Warriors, I think, made like their first five three pointers, and they were still only up by four. And I'm looking at the game, and I'm saying to myself, I'm gonna need you to have to perform with some kind of level of consistent, sustainable offense because the way you're playing now isn't sustainable for a whole entire game. And eventually, you will lose if you have to keep playing like this. Then the second quarter comes around. Kevin Durant goes down, the crowd cheers in Toronto the way they should have, and the whole entire NBA world responded with their condolences. His teammates took him into the back, and Toronto, Canada, and the Raptors had hope. And they very slowly chiseled away at that lead. A nine-point lead. The eight-point lead. A six-point lead. A three-point lead. They chipped away and they chipped away like a master whittler. Just chipping away at them. Like Golden State, you're going to leave here. But we're going to leave here with a sour taste in your mouth as we chip away at your lead. And all of your hopes. And all of your dreams. Then we get to the fourth quarter. And in the fourth quarter, that lead goes from three to two to one to the Toronto Raptors being up by two. Then the Toronto Raptors are up by five. Then they're up by seven. And there's about two minutes left in the game. And I'm at the bar. I'm with my boys. He bet on Toronto to win. He's happy, but he's nervous. There's a group of, of, of my rowdy brethren over in the corner. That's Jamaicans, if you don't realize what I'm trying to say there. You know what I mean, I say? There's them in the corner. The majority of them are rooting for Golden State. One guy rooting for Toronto. He's talking big. The other Golden State fans are talking about they'll come back. And folks, once again, I made a big proclamation. As the Toronto Raptors were up by seven, with just about two minutes left, maybe three minutes left, I told them, listen, I'm going to need somebody to fly down to Charlotte, grab number 15, bring them down here for me. I just need him to lace up the boots or lace up his shoes. Then after you do that, I'm going to need you to bring Kenny the Jit Smith down here and give him a mic. And I need you to watch him. I need you to listen to him as he watches Vince Carter laces up his shoes. Because the moment... That Kenny the Jet Smith sees Vince Carter lacing up his shoes. He knows one thing. And it's the same thing I thought as Toronto was up 
with seven by seven points with about three minutes to go as Kawhi Leonard had just came down and banged down four straight shots and it didn't matter who he had on him. They tried with Draymond Green, he banged it in his face. They tried with Andre Dollar, he banged it in his face. They tried with Clay Thompson, he banged it in his face. It didn't matter. He was on a roll. Vince Corner took off a flight. Katie was watching. Vince dunked the ball, I'm telling you. It was over. And then I saw something. I saw something so rare that it probably only happens once a decade. I saw a coach get too cute for his clipboard. And this happened once before, fellas. This happened when the Portland Trailblazers, the Rasheed Wallace Portland Trailblazers, were up. In an elimination game against the LA Lakers. We're talking about Kobe's LA Lakers. Kobe's and Shaq LA Lakers. We're talking about early in their career. We're talking about could have potentially stopped them from being a dynasty early in their career. When that coach called a timeout, when his team was up and rolling. Because he thought, well, maybe his team was tired. So he wanted to take a timeout. And he killed all their momentum. And gave all the momentum to the Lakers. Well, well, guess what happened? Holy shit. Another team in red had a coach that got too cute for his clipboard. Call a timeout while playing a championship team that's out of California that weighs yellow. Oh my god. Am I, am, I, am, I, am I witnessing deja vu here? Yes, I was. Because after that timeout, you know what starts to happen? Steph Curry comes down and bangs a three. Next thing what happens? Clay Thompson comes down and bangs a three. Oh, it doesn't stop there. Clay Thompson comes down again and bangs another three. Now they're up by four. Then they're up by two. Then they're up by three. Then they're up by one. We're going back and forth, but Golden State holds on to that lead. And then, on the last play of the game... <laughs> On the last play of the game, because you know what? Listen, man, we're not even gonna use. We're not even gonna use it. But the last play of the game, the Toronto Raptors draw up a play. They're down by one. Kawhi Leonard gets the ball, dribbles right. He gets double teamed hard. Not for nothing. I thought he should have forced a shot or tried to take the shot. The way he was shooting, I think he would have made it. All right, minimum got fouled. Try to draw contact. See if he could get it off. Because, listen, there were so many bullshit calls going on at the end of that game. 
Boogie Cousins being called for an offensive goaltender, then being called for a defensive goaltender, then being called for an offensive foul on a moving screen. So many plays at the end of that game that, that, that just, yeah, that's three plays for Boogie Cousins. At the end of the game, that basically almost threw away that game. That left me jaw drop that they were calling some of these plays. Then there was a backcourt that shouldn't have been called, that was called. And that should have been called, that was called. Then we had travels that weren't called. Like, you understand? There was a lot of calls that were going Toronto's ways that you really had to wonder, like, whoa. How many woes does Drake have? And how many pockets has he gotten into? But on the last play, instead of Kawhi Leonard forcing that shot or taking that shot, he passes it to Van Fleek, who we like to call on Fleek. And listen, Van Fleek catches it about 30, catches it about 30 feet away from the rim. And I'm telling you, based off the space he had with his defender, he should have shot that ball because it was a better shot than what he was about to pass it to. Yes, folks, I am telling you, they had two better opportunities than what they actually settled on. Listen to me as I say this. Kawhi Leonard shooting a shot over two defenders, Draymond Green and Klay Thompson. Or Iguodala and Draymond Green, whoever combination it was. But Kawhi Leonard shooting a, a contested shot over those two guys. And, or, Scott uh, on fleek taking a 30-foot semi-contested three-point shot was still a better choice in any given world that you could ever imagine than giving the ball to Kyle Lowry wide open in the corner at the shortest distance that you could take a three-point shot in. Because in that moment, Cal Lowry did the most Cal Lowry thing in the moment that it mattered the most. And that was shoot the ball behind the backboard in a game-winning shot to win an NBA championship. This has been the Mighty Sports Podcast. I am your host, the Mighty. I am your host, Talent Omar Taylor. I'm sorry they've been calling me the Tin Man, but I guess it is now because apparently I don't have a heart. Because I don't understand why Kyle Lowry was taking that shot, but Kyle Lowry took the shot, and Kyle Lowry did what exactly what Kyle Lowry does in those moments, and that was fail. So instead of Toronto Raptors. Winning their first championship. Now we get a game six. Going back to Golden State. This is going to be tomorrow night. And boy, am I excited. And I am happy that that ball went to Kyle Lowry. So that Kyle Lowry could Kyle Lowry all over the Kyle Lowry place. Because we get more basketball. Now, there's no Kevin Durant. And we've seen how this team has looked without Kevin Durant. It looks like they almost can't even win a game without Kevin Durant against Toronto. So, am I saying that it's over in game six for Golden State? No. I would never say that. It's over. It's over, ladies and gentlemen. Because I want to see Golden State Warriors win another championship. But the way they've looked against Toronto, it makes it really hard 
to root for them. But I will be rooting for Golden State to win that game. As, thank God, the St. Louis Blues, I think, have won the NHL championship. I think they won the Stanley Cup. I think. I don't know yet. I think they won the... Nope, nope, nope. It's not, it's not over yet. Never mind. It is not over yet. So, I'll be rooting tomorrow for Golden State to win. Do I think it's unlikely? Yeah. It's going to be tough. And then, you, and then you got to go back to now win in Toronto. Well, like I said, it's been tough for you facing this team. But, listen, that was a tough loss. But Toronto isn't out of it. Toronto shouldn't feel like they're out of it. You guys had a lot of momentum. Uh, Golden State had a lot of momentum on their side. It's just going to see can they overcome that, that, that crowd in a closeout game. Because that crowd is going to be crazy. And then we're going to see if, Toronto, if Golden State can do the same thing in Game 7. But first, we got to get past Game 6. When we come back, we may have a new champion next year, next week. So, we even may get a podcast on Friday, or we're going to get a podcast on Monday. But I'm telling you now, I don't think I'm going to be able to wait till next Wednesday to talk to you guys again. Thank you for listening. And remember what I say. Embrace what you love, and stay forever young. Let the optimism of tomorrow be your foundation for today. This has been your, your host, Talento Omar Taylor. This has been the Mighty Sports Podcast. You've been listening here, right here on MightySports.net. The number one place for you to listen to the Mighty Sports Podcast. Love you guys. But you know what? I gotta go. About that time. And plus I'm hungry. Sorry boys. All the stitches in the world can't sew me together again. Lay down. Lay down. Always knew I'd make a stop there. But a lot later than a whole gang of people thought. Last call for drinks. Bars closing down. Sun's out. Where are we going for breakfast? Don't want to go far. Rough night.